remember late nights all alone. I remember long talks on my cousin through a phone. RIP all of my niggas then gone. Give it all to bring you back and then bring my niggas home. These days I've been trying to get my life back. I've been blowing out smoke in a nice guy. I just wanted more my grandma to a nice guy. Until then, I'll be thinking to my lifestyle. Dreams about getting in that rape, I'ma do it. Big 40 on me when I'm in my city cruising. Niggas come tripping, ain't no question, I'ma use it. Everybody say they with the shit until they prove it. Heels on the table, ain't no way, let's get to it. All in her baby late night, I abuse it. When I dive in, it's like diving in a poop. If a boyfriend find out, he gon' lose it. And I'm just trying to get my life get right. My life I'm right. just trying to get a million in my lifetime. Niggas get time. killed broad day at the stoplight. Well, nobody in the dark that I like shine. Nigga, I remember late nights all alone. All right, we'll turn that down for a second. What is good, my peoples? Mi gente, que pasa? This is your host, the asthmatic Aztec. Very much reminded of that yesterday. Oh my god, I think I copped one at the gym, man. I was so winded, I could not catch my breath. Anyway, it's your boy, Mari Caballero. In the spot, this is the Puro Caballero Show, episode number 37, 37. What is good? Doing it, doing it. Yep, yep. We got a lot to get into, actually. I got people taking, uh, uh, hitting me up right now, so I'm getting all distracted and shit. Trying to make plans for tomorrow. But anyway, we're going to get right to it. Lots to discuss. So, first off, we'll start on the music tip. I guess you, you all heard some uh, SOBRBE uh, lifestyle after uh, last uh, album. Uh, what was it called? Gangin', I believe. Yep, Gangin'. They about to have a new album coming out pretty soon. Um, Gangin' 2. And we'll see how that comes out. That drops in a week. And the reason I bring that up is because, unfortunately, there was a post on social media by one of the more prominent members of the group, Young T.O., but definitely the most uh, recognizable because he's the dude who'd be singing the hooks and the melodies. And the dude you heard in the in the intro here, he uh, was talking about how he's going to be leaving the group. And I think the boy, another dude who's uh, pretty damn talented there, he's uh, going to be, uh, I don't know if he's leaving or not. I don't know. But he said he's going to do work with him still. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. They were cool, man. They're like one of my favorite crews that just popped up recently. I don't really be picking up on too many new artists like that. But um, my homie put me on. My homie VJ, he put me on, no lie. And yeah, man, they, they got some good shit. I ain't gonna lie. Um, so it's kind of disappointing, kind of sad, knowing that they're not gonna be necessarily doing shit the way they were moving before. But regardless i mean i wish everybody the best um and hopefully it's like he said on his post it's no funk or nothing so it's it's on i guess it was just a difference of opinions and shit and i think money kind of changes like certain people's perspective of what they what they're trying to do and shit i guess sometimes um and young t-ho has a wider lane than some of these other fools too um as hard as it is to say Man, I'm watching the A's game right now. Got this bootleg ass feed. He's giving out Sean Manaya bobblehead night after he threw the no no uh, against the Red Sox earlier in the year. And he's got a, like a thing of him. I think that's pretty dope. Got a little kid playing with one of those. I was like, damn, that'd be sick if I got one. Anyway, like I was saying, this shit was like, um, 
yeah not cool not cool to think about but i mean it is what it is sometimes it's for the best sometimes sometimes it's i don't know end of an era or whatever but you know we'll see we'll see what happens with everybody so still a very young crew dudes is like still teenagers like real young 20s and shit so they got a long time to you know sort their shit out or who knows uh we'll see we will see another thing i wanted to say went to the zoo show last weekend oh my goodness is uh i think the dune tour man is Ringo's desert album that just came out recently oh my god if you haven't listened to that shit go listen to that shit that shit is fucking uh freaking i don't know grooving as fuck that shit is really fucking sick it's just that uh that like uh sultry sexy vibe type shit that like uh yeah makes you want to like be with your chick and just like um having a good time on the dance floor i don't know what the fuck to say i was rolling off a freaking pill pill clinton in the putin i think it was uh what the fuck is it, it was a Fortnite pill that shit was hella crazy that shit was fucking bomb. Holy fuck. Split half that shit. And I was just, whoo. I was feeling myself afterwards on my metaphorical, spiritual, metaphysical shit. Just talking to the homie. Oh, man. After that show. That shit was crazy. But it was funny because it was at the shrine. So it was like right by USC. So there was just like the crowd skewed like way younger than I would expect a normal zoo show to, to, to be. And uh, <laughs> or at least the ones that I've seen before. Uh, I was just seeing him a few times. Man, it was, it was it was really good though. It was cool the visuals too. He had a, a dope setup with the little uh, like triangle projector, but uh, right above the decks of where he's spinning, and uh, came out and played a little bit. Uh, had a dude on sax, guitar. Yeah, it was crazy. It was fucking dope. Uh, good time. Good good time. Uh, that album, yeah, it's got some good slaps on it. Provocateur, off the top of my head. Let me look the, this shit up since I'm on Spotify anyway. Yeah, Ringo's Desert. They had some good ones, man. Guilty Love. That was the one I remember dropping hard. I was fucking on one. Feeling it. I was like. Dancing to the sky. I don't even know what I was doing. I think I had a J in my ear. I think I was smoking in the middle of the crowd and shit with people. Oh, yeah. Some dude gave me a, a little boomski out there. That should be happening. It's Los Angeles. And people will be out there. I was like, mm, all right, whatever. doesn't really do much if it's only a little bit. When I don't have access to that shit, it can't be a problem for me. But that's what it is. It's a financial thing and i don't even like it so i'm stay stay at bay but yeah burn babylon is a good one too Mm. toki monster was there too opened up toki monster was dope she was sick i think that's like the second time i've seen her first time i saw her was hella weird it was at like uh it was cool but it was different it was at a um this venue out on like the west side like Westwood or something somewhere in that vicinity 
um, and it was at this like museum or not museum but like uh, like art gallery like yeah I think I guess I guess kind of like one of those type of locations and they have like uh, they just had like kind of like a makeshift stage set up in the middle of this little courtyard area that they had and then people would watch the performance from like the second story it was it was pretty dope it was a cool little building it was, it was just dope it was that little couple alcohol stages set up or stages alcohol freaking uh, little bars set up uh yeah that shit was dope anyway yeah that's uh oh yeah burner came up the rico album i gotta listen to that one that's my next one that's the next on the list um but yeah we gotta get into some other shit too because there's been a hell of shit going on in the nfl nba champions league like it's all over the fucking place and this is hella hella juicy oh mma too we gonna drop some mma some boxing i gotta bring up boxing too that shit is crazy uh um yeah dude we got like damn near 20 topics to cover this shit might be a long one i don't even intend this shit to be and this is what kind of why i've been putting this off because there's been hella shit that's been coming up but like i had to drop it i had to do it so anyway it's um yeah we're uh we'll take a quick little break anyway yeah i just had to send some text back i just had to get that out the way try to figure out the fuck i'm doing tomorrow um yeah, there's some crazy shit that happens in L.A., man. Blake Anderson's throwing a party. That's a couple DJs that I've, like, kind of followed that throw this crew that's, like, uh, ham on everything's. And uh, they throw these cool little gigs and, sh- and shit, and they DJ, and they they have, like, I don't know, they've done some cool shit, and they, they bring their people along. So I kind of followed them. They have some cool things. That's low-key how I, f- I, I went to that Mac Miller show that one time that I was explaining in my last episode. Anyway, they're doing a show... Um, yeah, Blake Anderson from Workaholics is thrown. That's kind of crazy. Um, it's supposed to be a surprise guest. Who we, who knows? Who knows what that is? But, uh, yeah, there's this other show that uh, um, is, other, is going on for, at this club union that has, like, uh, uh, that I, just, I was just reading about. It's actually, like, one of the, like, uh, first, like, black-owned clubs in Los Angeles and in the U.S., really, like, from... It's got like a lot of history to it. It's a, uh, it's like a prominent gay club in the past, but it's just like people just do club like house music and shit there a lot of times now. Oh, and then there's seen and then like metal shows, and I've seen like uh, like Latin bands play there, and it's just like an all around music venue now, which is kind of cool. It's like pretty low key. There's like one of like a shit ton that are here in town, but it's um yeah they're doing they're having like house music playing from tonight like seven o'clock eight o'clock through the night through tomorrow through sunday night till or saturday night till sunday morning or sunday midday or something this shit is like ridiculous they're going like through two nights like through two nights in a row playing music straight with a bunch of different crews and like labels that are just having a bunch of djs play uh, a couple hours <laughs> each it's like a freaking marathon they're just like uh a marathon version of like the um the relays like they run in the olympics just keep passing that damn baton one dj to the next pass the deck 
past the dicks. Um, but yeah, now I learned that they have just one day tickets, so I might just do that. I might just go to check it out tomorrow because there's some there's some cool folks on there that are playing tomorrow. Desert Hearts foes. So I got some friends that are probably going, so I might do that. Drop a little coin and go go check it out. Anyway, we'll get back to the the uh, the sports topic. Yeah, well, some of y'all love, some of y'all hate, but it's cool. We all be together, I'm trying to mesh this shit. It's good. NFL week two passed a few days ago. It's been a minute now, so it's kind of on the back burner. So week three's already begun technically because Thursday night happened yesterday, and yeah, man. Um. Freaking Cleveland off the schneid. Good for them, man. Good for fucking them. They're celebrating like crazy. Uh, they anyway wanted to win desperately, man. They uh, they saw Baker Mayfield help lead a come from behind victory. That was pretty cool. I instantly picked him up in one of my leagues and just gotta you know come with that quick swoop whoop. But anyway, that was uh, on yeah yesterday last night. Um, there was some good games this weekend. I got to go back look at the scoreline because this shit is going back in, in my memory. I will say Oakland into the second half collapse is just so disappointing. That shit is so fucking sickening, especially against the fucking Broncos, man. Hate that team. I think that's the team I dislike the most. It's just fucking annoying. And, yeah, fucking unfortunate as fuck. Another second half collapse, man. Marshawn gets the ball in the first. Doesn't get it in the second as much, and they just, yeah, man, the the route running wasn't as good, and it's like the the DBs were all over them. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Car Car was missing some throws. It's like they're sitting on that lead way too much. They lost by one fucking point, and they couldn't convert a couple key opportunities that they needed for seven. Missed the fucking PAT, man. Goddamn fucking kickers. There's so many goddamn kickers that missed kicks last week. <sighs> fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Man. Mike Nugent. God damn it. He missed the PAT. Fucking PAT. Fucking PAT. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous! I can't. I couldn't believe it. I I could not fucking believe it. We lost the game because of a fucking PAT. Like the stupidest shit. It's a it's a division game against. I, I mean they're all fucking rivals. So I can't even say say it like that because uh, that'd be disingenuous. God damn it! A's just hit into a triple play or double play. What am I saying? <sighs> this game's frustrating too, man. Because they had a four nothing lead, blew it, went down six four. Come uh, hit a home run, tied it back at six six, and now it's the end of the eighth, top of the ninth. Now fucking Loriano just hit into um, the second baseman, who uh, caught the ball through to first because the runner was off the bag. Easy double play, yeah. Anyway, that shit was fucking not cool, not fucking cool, man. Raiders been disappointing me this year. It's fucking frustrating. But yeah, we'll rewind. We'll uh, and we'll go back and look at some scores. Um, Bengals beat the Ravens. I mean, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, 
The fucking chefs beat the steel city curtains. Steel curtains. Whatever. Steel curtains, yeah. I couldn't believe that shit, dude. 42-37 was just running it up. Fucking Mahomes. He killed me in fantasy. I was going against him. The motherfucker scored 56 points in fantasy. Scored six, six touchdowns in the game. They had like two or three of those where they could fucking easily have ran it. And I'm just like, these motherfuckers. It was frustrating watching Red Zone, seeing that shit happen. Yeah, man. Seeing the division just freaking pass the Raiders, man. It's not cool, bro. Being 0-2 is going to be so hard to make the playoffs. It's so hard. It's ridiculous. There's been like a select few that have done it in recent years. Select, select few. And it's going to be uphill climb. I got to go back to my... Uh, Normal substandard of I hope we go eight and eight. No, considering six to four to two wins are also in the play because that was about a ten. To, yeah, was it how many years? Fourteen year stretch, an exactly fourteen year stretch of me thinking that every single year. I hope for five hundred, but I will expect more worse than that. And that's pretty low bar to be. And that's yeah, that's where we're at again because fucking Chiefs. What are they, 2 0? Broncos are 1 1. I mean, what are the Chargers are 1 1 also? So, the, yeah, they're down at least a game, two games on everybody, on the leader. So, not cool. Not cool at all. Let's see. Dolphins with the Jets. Uh, Donald didn't look so hot. Fins are just. Okay, okay. They they play the Raiders this week, so I mean, I think Oakland can take them, but we'll see. We'll see. They seem to play each other like a lot recently. They always finish the same ranking in the division every year, depending on who play who moves up, who moves down. It's like weird. They, they always finish the same because you always play the team in the other, um, uh, what you called division in the AFC. A, north, South, East, West. So if you're in the West, you play the East, North, and South. Whatever team the year before, whatever position they, they finish. So if the Raiders win the division, they play all the division winners. If they come in second, they play all the second winner, second place you know, teams, et cetera, et cetera. That's how they fill out the roster. That's how they figure that shit out. So anyway, they played Miami like a lot recently. They played them last year. I feel like they played them in London a few years ago. And anyway... Yeah, so they, they, uh, they'll they play at week three. Eagles-Bucks. Eagles took a loss. That was kind of surprising. The fucking fits magic. That's the most surprising thing. White boy was swagging it out, looking like Conor McGregor up there on stage, rocking Deshaun Jackson's chain and jacket. <laughs> that shit was swagging. That shit was hilarious. I love it. I love it if people can make fun of themselves. And I love how it was a spontaneous thing. I haven't listened to him talk about it on the interview with the Dan Patrick. That shit was <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. That was classic. I love I love this shit. This shit that's just unscripted and unplanned. And it's just, man, it's freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick out there slinging the ball to uh, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, actually putting up numbers for fantasy and just in reality. Therefore, yeah. You know, reality first, fantasy second. Y'all, y'all know this, but um, yeah, it was freaking amazing performances his last couple games to open the season. The first game was ridiculous against New Orleans. I mean, surprising the hell out of everybody. 
So Bucks two and zero, man. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, and that other game, man, that we mentioned, we mentioned the Saints before, but the Browns Saints, man, that was the one that should have been the Browns first first win. And maybe Josh Gordon would still be on the team because he just got traded to the Pats, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But man. Zane Gonzalez missed like three or four kicks and he was dealing with like a hamstring injury and apparently uh, Hugh Jackson didn't know about it and it's just like looking like a shit show all around man for the, for the for the Browns and it's just he ended up getting cut the next day and they picked up somebody else that dude almost missed two kicks in the game today or yesterday I was watching the highlights I was like holy fuck he snuck him in just the left upset the left crossbar and I was like damn these fools cannot get a solid kicker I mean there's certain teams that just plagues them man other dudes, other teams, it just comes in the worst, worst times. Um, kind of like Oakland, man. I don't get it. Jano missed a couple of ridiculous ones in the past, and Tavecchio missed some last year. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, Saints ended up beating them in in OT. I want to say because they had it like tied it. No, what was it? It was. What'd they do? They had like a PAT to win it, I think, and the dude missed it. I think that's what it was. Something like that. I can't remember. I can't fucking remember. Dane Gonzalez was just missing a bunch of them, and now he's gone. And now Les Latina's in the fellow, even if it's a fucking kicker. I mean, come on, damn it. Come on, dog. I don't even know if he's Latino. I don't know. Well, Portuguese Latino? Yeah, 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 it is. It is. Anyway. Colts Redskins 21-9 Colts Andrew Luck was running for his life I didn't watch much of that one <laughs> But Eric Ebron looks like he's putting up numbers man He's got two touchdowns through two games That's pretty solid Chargers beat the Bills That was a little bit of a blowout I think that 31-20 scoreline is probably not 100% accurate Vikings Pats ended in a tie dog We got two ties in two weeks What the fuck that was some epic ass ridiculous shit though. Both teams were going back and forth and at it in the second half. Diggs with the long ass touchdown from Cousins, seventy five yards. That was going crazy because that was scoring me points. Um, on one of my teams, on my second team. Uh, Vikings, yeah, were like on top and then behind and then on top and and tied and it was it was crazy. And Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams and oh man, Cobb was still catching passes. It was oh man, it was it was doing crazy. And then freaking when Cousins threaded the needle on that one on the right side to Thielen, holy shit, in between the safety and the corner. Holy shit. I could not believe it. That was just some like miracle, just like perfect time and shit. It was ridiculous. He just dropped it in the bucket and Thielen grabbed it. Caught it for a touchdown, and I've been telling everybody, man, Cousins is gonna gonna have a crazy year throwing with those two weapons, man, because he's a gunslinger, man. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna he's gonna uh, you know fire it out there, and it might be out there for the picking for his de- defense, but if you have good enough offensive players that you can just go out there and pick it and grab it, or you know go catch up to it or whatever, then you know you might have some success. So I think that's what they got, and I know Dalvin Cook's missing this week, but he's been a solid, really, really solid running back. Rookie ever since he started uh, last season. Got hurt, obviously. Missed the rest of the year. But looked pretty good in the first uh, couple games. You know, some of those things kind of takes a little bit of time to get them into form. You know, coming off an ACL injury. 
it might take you a half a season to a full season to kind of get mentally right in terms of you know breaking on your cuts or like taking on t- uh tacklers or uh picking up blitzes and uh uh pass protection or whatever sometimes the mental thing takes forever but yeah there was a missed field goal in this game too fucking vikings kicker uh missed one and right at, right at the end of the game it was like <sighs> I think it was like at the end of uh, OT. Devastating. Horrible, man. Ended up in a tie. We got two ties in two weeks, man. If somebody would have bet that, I don't even know how rich they would have been. Oh, go, go. Ah, damn it. Warning track. Simeon. I got the shitty feed going up right now. I don't know what's going on. It's a... Uh, not as clear. There we go. That's better. There's Mark Canna hitting that two-run shot and pinch hit in the six. Got 17 homers this season. Man. Ooh, he's raking, man. Shout out to my homie Jordan. He looks exactly like him <laughs> from, from college. Anyway, Falcons and Panthers win a nail-biter. That was crazy. The NFC South is just looking super tight. Panthers ended up taking this on the nose, 31-24. Cam, I thought, had a chance to hit the Hail Mary at the end. It was crazy that the Panthers made a comeback to get in it. DJ Moore had this crazy long touchdown where, like, he bounced off one dude, was just like, get off of me, which was crazy because I didn't think he was going to keep moving. But he got off of him, stayed on his feet. Two DBs ran in, damn near ran into each other trying to chase him because they just couldn't catch him because he hit the burners on him real quick, just like that. PF Flyers he had on just out it was crazy it was a long ass touchdown right up the middle of the field um, that was surprising and yeah Cam was leading another drive and ended up inside the opponent territory and he hocked up a long ass pass and it got batted down like a teacher had to do but the Falcons man Matt Ryan had this one touchdown run that was ridiculous running to the left side it's scrambling scrambling every dude was just like smacked him two dudes smacked him linebacker and then like freaking flipped him in the air turned around and just reached across and fell down <laughs> and scored i was like holy shit that was crazy but um yeah the nfc south that's gonna be something to watch falcons 101 panthers 101 saints 101 i guess who's leading the tampa bay buccaneers that is ridiculous who would have thought that it's early though here we go. We got Titans, Texans. Yeah, man. Texans, not nothing doing so good in the, you know, the win and the loss column. But, you know, I think Deshaun Watson's still, you know, kind of feeling himself out after also another knee injury, another ACL. Uh, that was pretty tragic last season because he was on fire. But he got a big weapon back in Will Fuller, the fifth. The fifth. That's crazy. But. Yeah, man, Fuller is uh, another big target that he likes throwing jump balls to. Besides DeAndre Hopkins, he likes having when he has both those dudes. It's like another level uh, that offense can really uh, reach. And yeah, you saw that man. He had some nice catches, some real deep touchdowns, and he blew up for a really big game. His first game back because he missed the the first one because because uh, of an injury. I can't remember exactly what he was hurt, but yeah, Will Fuller, man, he's a uh, He's a big contributor for that team. Uh, but it wasn't enough, man. Deshaun had to try to come back again. Couldn't do it. So 20-17. to 17. 
Titans ended up taking it. Blink Gabbert led Titans. And it's frustrating because I got Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis be taking carries from this motherfucker, man. It's like they don't want to give Henry the load. I guess Lewis is a different type of back. I get it. I get it. And catch pass out the backfield a little more versatile. But, I mean, Blank Gabbert and Mariota are your quarterbacks. I mean, how... I mean, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Because they're running short routes, and that's Gabbert's kind of thing. Mariota a little bit, too. But, mm, it's like, how helpful can they be? I don't know. I keep, keep wanting Derrick Henry to be a... You know, just come out and have some nice games. Just uh, be that big bruiser. Running fools over. He might have just shot himself. Uh, shot his knees or some shit. Playing for Alabama, man. I swear. <laughs> they drive those dudes into the ground, man. Some of them, it seems like. Anyway, moving on. Rams storching the Cardinals 34 nothing. Nothing really to see there. Rams legit. Uh, Niners beating the Lions 30 to 27. I was just disappointed because I played I flex or not flex, but the uh, uh, stream or oh, streaming defenses on my team, and I picked the Niners because I thought the Lions weren't gonna have it because they did like absolutely nada the first week, and nope, didn't work. So back to the drawing board on that. Uh, let's see, Raiders. Yeah, Broncos not good. 2019. Um. Jaguars upsetting the Pats. Yo, Jags look legit as fuck in that game. 31 to 20. But it's early season Pats. We always know early season Pats is not late season Pats. They always play better as the season goes on. Even if they pick up a couple losses here and there, they're still rounding out the team, rounding out the form, doing exactly what they need to. I feel like Belichick uses the he's so his teams are so good. He uses like the regular season sometimes to like um, you know, uh, just mess with the schemes and his matchups and his uh, uh, see what his players could do to try to put them in different odd positions just because so that when needed if he can call upon them uh, you know like uh, it's uh, you kind of test the metal of it and mental acuity of his players sometimes that I'd be noticing and seeing putting them in different spots to see to see what works and see what uh, what he can keep doing I've, that's what it seems to me at certain times. Honestly, so, so there seems like there's there's times where schematically they can keep you know taking advantage of certain things, but they, maybe they just don't go to the well too much because they don't want it to show their hand a little too much for later in this, this season. It's like a fucking crazy concept to be thinking. Here we go, we got runner on, O2 count, bottom of the ninth here for the Oakland Athletics, tied six to six. What we got? What we got? Against the Minnesota Twinkies. Yeah, it's awesome. Dallas Braden out there with the fucking uh, newsboy hat or whatever. Big ass beard, though. All right, here we go. This might be one of those long ABs. But you got Fagley. Oh. 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 Mm. I don't know about that. Threw him a, a curveball inside. They called it for a strike. Oof. Inside, a little up. And he rung him up, man. But Fagley's got to try to fell that off, though. Can't leave the close ones. Ah, okay. Two outs now. Let's see. Who's up? Next? Uh, 
Chapman up. Ooh, ball bounces in the dirt. Okay, can't 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 move the runner. All right, I'm not gonna give you no more play by play. We'll go back to the games, dude. Yeah, Jags dog. The freaking Bortles was throwing a lot of good uh good passes, hitting his underneath receivers. Kevin Cole had a ridiculous catch down the sideline, like it was like a three finger fingertip catch. It was ridiculous. Um, he had a couple long ones too. He was doing great. Uh, can we get better quality up in this bitch? What's going on here? We get that seven twenty, that seven twenty p. Oh, here we go. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? Jaguars defense is still ferocious. That's for sure a thing. Jalen Ramsey's still legit as fuck. Shut down corner. And then, yeah, the Monday night we or Sunday night we had the Cowboys taking on the Giants. Giants Eli Manning looking washed as fuck, bro. Washed as fuck. Mm. Yeah, it was just struggle city because I had. They have Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley, and it's like, oh, yes, let's go. Single up the middle. Saquon Barkley is getting tackled in the backfield and juking like three guys just to pick up two yards. They don't have no blocking, and then Eli Manning's not helping at all. Ooh, there we go. First to third. I like that. I like that. And, yeah, it's just not looking so hot, man, for the for the New York football giants. Keep it. We'll, we'll throw it down to auto. Just want to see what happens. It was doing too crazy. Looking like 240p. That blurry shit. Alright, it's not bad. Uh, Yeah, Cowboys don't look all that impressive to me, but it's like they do good enough to win. I mean, the offensive line is still banged up. They still don't have, they're still missing guys. Uh, their defense is like, I don't know. It's like always Sean Lee until he gets hurt. And then they take his drop off. And their pass rush has some guys, though. Demarcus Lawrence really good. I'm not going to lie. So that's kind of like their MO. That's like uh, that's what they bring to the table. And, oh, shit. I need to charge my... And as I continue, yeah, so, I don't know, I'm not bullish on the Cowboys, really. Seems like Ezekiel Elliott and Dak, and Dak kind of on the edge, tossing to some average receivers, fucking Lowry, flied out, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, not good, yeah, and the Bears and the Seahawks had a... It looked a close one on the scoreline, but Bears are just fucking up the Seahawks the whole game on offense. It's 24-17 final score. I miss Khalil Mack. Yeah, Tyreek Cohen. Uh, mm, didn't get many touches. Those Jordan Howard days. Uh, yeah, anyway, we got some matchups this week. 
Bills, Vikings. Definitely Vikings I would take there. Texans, Giants. I'm going to root for the Texans on this one. But that, damn, the freaking explosiveness on, like, the marquee matchup players on that one. That one's pretty crazy. Uh, Redskins, Packers. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'll take the pack offense. Uh, Niners Chefs. I hope the Niners win this one. Just for the sake of I hope the Chiefs lose. And Raiders Dolphins. I hope the Raiders win. Need a W, man. Get on the board. Colts Eagles. Luck still running for his life. Uh, Titans Jags. Mm, that one might be a slobber knocker, honestly. Broncos Ravens. Mm, go Flacco. Go. Panthers Bungles, I'll root for the, the Panthers. I like Ron Rivera. Uh, Latino head coach. He's uh, Puerto Rican Mexican. He's got that hybrid in him. It's all good. We all hybrids. We are all hybrids. Uh, Falcon Saints. That'll be a bomb burner. Battle of L.A. Rams charges. Ooh, that's interesting. Nobody gives a fuck here in L.A. Uh, unless you're, like, really into that. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I should not say that. I'm definitely more Rams fans. It's a definitely a lot cooler thing to be a Rams fan here than it is to be a Chargers fan. It's like Char Chargers are, like, your borrowed team. And the Rams at least were, like, here, here before. All right, 10th inning, fly out. Ooh, Loriano sliding. This dude catches everything. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, man. That's going down. Bears, Cardinals. That uh, I would not watch. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks. That one. It's like, mm, I don't know. It's just like Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott both both going to be just like flush out of the pocket all over the place. So. It might be entertaining to watch for those aspects of just like seeing dudes just run around flinging, flinging the ball, but sloppiness and all that stuff I think might might be up there. Might probably be like a penalty game or something like that with a bunch of shit. Lions, Pats, freaking Matt Patricia gonna go back to uh, or who? Where is it at? Where's this? Where's this game at? It is at Detroit. So. He's gonna have uh, to be able to host his old coach there, which uh, will be interesting, to say the least, because that dude has not had as good a start at all. You got the dude from defense that was like the only reason the team didn't win a Super Bowl last season, and you pick up that dude, and your defense is now really shit. So it's like, geez, what's going on? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, and that's the Sunday night game. Steelers-Bucks is the Monday night game, and that's, that might be crazy. Honest to God, that might be ridiculous. It's, that might be, like, Fist Magic, and that, that, that could be a lot of points, man. Tony O'Brown, oh, yo, we can get into that, too. A lot of shit, man. This might be a long-ass episode, man, but, phew, I don't know. Where do we go? Yeah, let's just do this in order from my list. We go Josh Gordon to the Pats. Man. So Josh Gordon apparently came, showed up at the uh, facility last week somewhat inebriated or they said, quote, unquote, not himself. 
This dude has substance abuse problems, like that stemming from a, a a long time, like a long, long time. Like it was, it was more than just failing tests and stuff like that. Like he had a problem. It was in and out of rehab and constantly suspended by the NFL. And yeah, this dude was just, you know, had tons and tons of ups and downs and was just, you know, going through the ringer really in his career, many points and. It finally looked like he was turning it around, keeping it together. It looked like he was in ridiculously good shape, so he was keeping himself, you know, together physically, it looked like, uh, at least on the outside. He scored a touchdown, I think, in the second game. Yeah, our first game. And was still getting looks and everything. Even though Tyrod Taylor was struggling to throw the ball, man, he was just not picking it up. And honestly, when he got hurt, and uh, Baker came in. It looked like their offense was opening up, and he was out there gunning it, man. He had a couple nice throws down the field. Hitting Njoku, tied in a few times. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, gets traded to the Pats, which is, like, a typical Bill Belichick thing to do, especially considering, like, the fucking... He, this motherfucker employed Aaron Hernandez, dog. This dude is a, a fucking... Double homicide uh, murderer who uh, eventually uh, committed suicide in prison. That's ridiculous, man. And what's crazy as uh, Urban Meyer was warning all these NFL coaches not to touch him. Don't even look at him. Don't draft him. I remember when when the draft was happening that they were talking about this. And now, um, yeah, this all came back around again because of... uh, Belichick's book that came out recently, which we'll uh, we'll get into next. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, is is Gordon gonna be, have a chance to really go to Beantown and figure this out, or is it just gonna be more of the same? Because I feel like it, there's a potential for it being more of the same. Here we go, bottom of the tenth, baby. Chris Davis coming up. Let's do this. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, bosses in town with heavy drinkers, man. So you can find it if you're looking for it. And you can find the other stuff too, man. There's they they notoriously had a oxycontin problem for years. Yeah, a lot of people. I think that was one of the first areas that uh Depew, I think, is the the maker of that. Um they man, they shoveled it all up in people's uh uh cabinets, medicine cabinets and all that stuff, man. They freaking be peddling all of that shit like crazy flood in the market there's certain towns in west virginia that had like hundreds of pills per person per person it's crazy anyway where, where where was i going with this oh yeah josh gordon on the pets man he was well we'll see and he could be a useful very 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 useful player if he's got his head on straight for them because this dude is talented as hell but can he pick up the playbook? Can he adjust to their system? Can he figure that out? Because Belichick's had, you know, he's not, you know, prone to not taking chances on guys if he needs them at certain positions. He picked up Randy Moss and that shit let turned him into an epic ass offense. Even though they, thank God, thankfully went eighteen and one that season and not nineteen and zero, because that was a championship everybody thought was up in the, you know, wrapped up right from the very beginning so they couldn't bring that uh bring that championship 
to Beantown, and Randy couldn't get one for his career. But you know, me being a hater for the Pats, I was very delighted to see Eli pull through. Let's go, baby. A's rocking the green jerseys tonight. They got that the old school Kelly green ones. Dog, I might have to give me one of those. Number two, that Chris Davis dog, like big crush. That shit looks sick with the patch this season. They got the 50th season in Oakland patch. Mm, all in gold. Ooh, that shit looks saucy. Oof. And that's a strike. Yeah, but yeah that would be cool. So that's kind of your, your NFL schedule. I don't know why I'm signing so hard. So yeah, week three will be lit. It'll be dope. What was I thinking? No, I passed that. I'm talking about freaking the Pats. What the fuck? My, my mind's all over the place. All over the man place. Yeah. I, I wish Josh Gordon all the best. Yo! He smacked it! Yes! <laughs> Yo! 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 Home run 45, baby! Uh! Ah. <laughs> this fool just walked on plate Tossed his hat out Like he should have free throw Yo, A's magic number three bitch. <laughs> Trying to wake people up Yo, solo home run in the ninth Or in the tenth What's up, what's up What's up That's clutch as fuck, you bro Oh man this A's team is is just something else, man. Fun as hell to watch, man. I really hope they go, they have a, a deep playoff run this season. I really do, man. This is a this is a fun ass team to watch more than anything. And I think most people know I don't want like tend to have a drawn interest to watching baseball. Sometimes it'll just grip me if it's my teams, but yeah, this season is one of those years, man. Oof, oof, smacked it. Dude is just crazy. Bang. He hits him all to right center. He hits him all to right center. Uh, right over his hand. Yo, that was crazy. Damn, that shit just happened. That is cool. That is fucking cool. Now we got to see the standings. What is the fuck is the... Is the uh... Let's see. What are the wild card stands looking like? Come on, Google. Google. Pull it up. We are officially a game and a half back. How you like them? How do you like them? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Uh, one three in a row. That's what I like. Yeah, they hit a little a little rough patch earlier in the week, but I'm doing okay. Doing okay. They put up 21 runs the other day, too, yesterday against the Angels. Put up a football score. It was 21-3, man. Score more runs. They could have beat the fucking, um, they could have beat the Jets <laughs> yesterday. That's how good they were. Yeah, so. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Back to the Pats, though. We've got a new book that came out recently talking about uh, Bill Belichick. It was a biopic, I guess, or not biopic. What is it? Bi- biography. Uh, but Bill wasn't a part of it, so it's, it's one of those interesting ones where they try to cover the dude, and it's like he's not anywhere associated, so they try to interview people. But, 
Yeah, I gotta listen to this shit. Hold on. I gotta unmute this. Let's go, Dallas. Let him know. <laughs> Crush, baby. Yeah. Yeah, son. Like a stomper in the back. Hell yeah. That's dope, man. They don't. They hardly any MLB players with fucking cornrows no more, man. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Dallas getting fucking long winded. Long winded. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. We need Tampa to keep losing. That's right. I mean, shit. I hope he wins it. I think uh, JD Martinez is probably gonna win it because he one he plays for more marquee club in the Red Sox. Two, he's got way bigger, better batting average than him. So, and uh, yeah, three, he plays for a team that has a way better record at least in the moment because they're leading the division. They got one five wins, dog. Already, that's crazy. Ace sitting at ninety three. They got one five. Oh man, they were they were on pace like for a ton more, but they've uh, they dropped a little bit recently. But they're still they're still tearing it up, man. Yeah, and Houston has been freaking stubborn. They got a a three game lead over Oakland. Or is it two and a half? I don't know. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Uh, lead on them. And just doing my little math, see maths there. So that's uh that'd be interesting to see how things shake out. Uh, fuck you, Frank. We're coming. It doesn't matter if they're coming to uh, if they need to go to travel to the Bronx, like the goddamn uh, kids from that one movie that I'm missing right now. No, they had, they went to Staten Island, freaking Warriors. But whatever, y'all know what I'm saying. They gotta go to New York or whatever, fucking battle all the teams out there and shit, and play the Knicks. We don't give a fuck. We'll take on the Jets. Uh, yeah, man. They about to hit some dingers to right field if they're going to have to play in New York. If they play in Oakland, that shit going to be rocking. They ain't going to be ready for nothing. It don't even matter. They ain't scared of no Severino. They ain't scared of no bodies. All right. A's got some bats, man. They they really, really got some solid bats this year. Exciting as fuck. I love it. I love it. I love it. Back to football, like we were saying. Belichick, yeah, he uh, he had his uh, new book come out. Yeah, and there was some more and more fi- fuel, fuel to the fire about all this stuff between Belichick and Brady and, like, the possible riffs and all. They're not on the same page, and they f- kind of fucks with each other, but it's a mutual kind of thing where they kind of do but kind of don't. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird, weird thing, but... Uh, the, the most telling quote that I found I pulled out of the articles that I was reading was one where they were talking about how if uh, they were saying how if somebody close to Belichick 
mentioned that if Belichick had any of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league, he feels he could still create a title contender because he thinks he's that good. Like, damn, that's fucking, you know, kind of throwing Brady under the bus a little bit. It's just like, whew, like he doesn't think so highly of him. Um, and it's just like adds uh, more fuel to the fire, this all Alex Guerrero kind of shit and all that, you know, fucking TV 12 with the book. Going on Facebook Live and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, so apparently everything's not so smooth. But I guess it's a working relationship that's working too, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, so, yeah, there's a whole controversy with the Garoppolo trade and all that shit. And it's just like, it, it's like, it just keeps going. Yeah, the whole Boston media just loves uh, eating that shit up. And anyway, on to another football story happening. Devontae Davis, stock just rep- retiring in the middle of the game at halftime. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. In the middle of the game. That's pretty crazy. He just was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Just didn't come out. Just didn't come back and play. As a teammate, I would have been very pissed because we're down a man. And that's some dude that's like, yo, man, this is like this one game. You prepared for the game. Why can't you finish it if you're fully healthy and ready? What's up? Like, you know, we're out here for war. Like, we can't we can't be, you know, we need you type shit sometimes. Especially, I mean, what was he on the Bills or something? Yeah, I mean, I might retire from the Bills too, but fuck it. But that was, I mean, it's just odd. It's odd timing, I would say. I guess he, he's just, but as like somebody who's played football and somebody who understands that like if you're, you got to be 100% in it or you're just going to get compromised and you can compromise your team their performance and you're gonna get hurt like you will get like taken out out there and like you know the damage that you do on the football field especially at the nfl level i can't even imagine you know that's like 10 times more intense than what i even played at um it's just yeah it's uh oof it's you know that's it's punishing man that's like it's tough on you it's it's really really tough on you so it's uh Something that uh, I can't really blame him for too, too much. Because like, you can't get into the guy's man, mind or psyche. So you can't really, like, try to psychoanalyze that shit from the outside. That's, that's too much. You got to get the, you know, respect his decision that he just doesn't want to play this Berlin taxing sport for a living anymore. And I just understand that. You would rather have somebody, like, come to that realization and know than have him try to, go you know, go through the motions or, um, you know, just try to collect a paycheck or you know further put himself at risk later for uh you know more potential irreparable harm so that's uh that's my thoughts on that it's kind of crazy man but as a team like in the heat of the moment you're just i would just be stunned and shocked that that happened and he didn't tell nobody i just I'm, i'm upset at the manner of how he did it but I can't get mad of ultimately of his decision, like, you know, deciding not to play. You know, because it's not, it's not for everybody forever, man. It's not forever. Not at all. But shocking to say the least. As a coach, you'd be super upset because, like, it's like, bro, we put the whole game plan with you in mind. Now that we have somebody else, we got to flip it on the fly. We could have at least been prepared. 
So I, I get all that stuff. As an owner, I'm just like, bro, we gave you all, an old energy. I'm just like, bro, we gave you this money this offseason so you can come here and play. It's like $5 million for the season. Like, if if you if we knew we were going to do this, we wouldn't have given you the roster spot. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Hindsight 2020. Vontae Davis, man. What do you call him, Devontae? It's Vontae Davis. Why did I write Devontae? I'm thinking Devontae Adams. Damn, bro. Got to respect. Gotta respect the names, man. Gotta respect the names. Uh, let's see. Le'Veon Bell. He's still holding out. Nowhere to be seen. And we're going to be playing week three. And we got probably one of the most or the most elusive runners in the NFL. Gurley's up there. I mean, David Johnson, when he's running good, he's up was up there. I'd say, yeah. Yeah. This dude is... The timing and his cuts and everything, the way he reads the holes, crazy. So patient, can't touch him, and he's not even anywhere to be found. It's kind of kind of crazy. And then he had the whole controversy with the Steelers and Antonio Brown after being frustrated when they lost, and now they're own one oh one and one because they tied the Browns week one, and the defense is like a big component as to why that is their record now. Uh, especially giving up six touchdown passes to fucking Mahomes. Goddamn. Do some shit. Take a fucking penalty. Who cares? Have some pride. Holy shit. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's not looking good for the Steelers right now, man. It's, uh, Tomlin's on the hot seat. No doubt about it and Antonio Brown's getting frustrated there was some dude on Twitter who was tweeting about the the game and was saying something about how Antonio Brown's not that great man Ben Roethlisberger like he's, he wouldn't be nothing without Ben Roethlisberger there and Antonio Brown like commented that on that tweet or something and was just like okay then why don't y'all trade me and as soon as he said that everyone took that to intend that like oh he's asking for a trade he doesn't want to be there but I think he was more intending it to, like, the organization saying, uh, if you don't think highly, like, you don't respect me. Like, I think I deserve more respect for what I've done and what I've contributed. And Ben has been a big part of it, but I deserve my credit as well. I'm on fair share. And I wouldn't argue, man. That dude is a beast. Dude is crazy good. He's pulled some miraculous catches out of nowhere. Uh... Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that it's so much, so much tension to that locker room. Just like for people who are there, people who are not there, it's like, mm, man, I don't know. Steelers got a lot going on and a lot on their plate, and I think they might get lapped by some of these teams in their division if the this kind of stuff lingers on into the field and they just keep putting up performances where they just can't stop nobody like at all at home. Even it's like, shh. I don't know, I don't know, man. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on with them. Anyway, we'll move on to some uh, pseudo NFL news. No, I guess the season, yeah. Mm. Anyway, NFL decided to choose Maroon 5 as the main act for this year's Super Bowl in Atlanta in their new Falcon Stadium, Mercedes Benz Dome, which is. A ridiculous looking stadium to play for. The freaking Atlanta United team is just like rolling in the MLS. And uh, 
they play there to like sold out crowds and the freaking falcons have a you know nice little setup there too it's crazy looking stadium it, it like opens up like an iris like on a camera like it, it's yeah, from the top it's like it, it looks crazy it looks freaking crazy but anyway they have to have they're gonna have a super bowl there and they have no act from atlanta picked like come on like how like what's the like there's i, I know what it is it's the freaking nfl scared to put fucking black artists on freaking uh, national tv and i hate that shit man and the person to blame for all this shit is Justin Timberlake. Because that motherfucker had to rip the motherfucking titty out. Janet Jackson. And they're like, every, like everybody does. They fucking blame the woman. And it was fucking Janet Jackson's fault. It was like, no, motherfucker. This is motherfucking Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake went off like super scot-free from all that all that incident and controversy that happened. Just because it was, um, uh, you know, a guy that ended up uh, doing it. They fucking disregard the whole thing. Like, what the fuck? And so that's like the reason why the NFL became super conservative. Dude, they played so many acts of like old white rock bands like happened like in a row, like right after. Like it was fucking ridiculous. Let's see, NFL halftime shows. Mm-mm-mm-mm. History. Here we go. I want the years. Here we go. Wikipedia. Wikipedia, this shit, 2000s, this is what I want to see, uh, let's see, 2001, Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly, that's crazy, U2 in 2002, remember that one, See Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting in two thousand three. I remember Shania singing the national anthem. That was the Raiders. <sighs> Damn. And this is the one we want. Two thousand four. This is Super Bowl thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Whereas Jessica Simpson. Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and just Timberlake. Yep, yep, yep. This is the year. Immediately after, we get Paul McCarthy, the Rolling Stones, Prince. Who I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not mad at that one at all. That was dope. The fact that he's saying "Purple Rain" in the rain in Miami, in like uh, was it, yeah, Miami Stadium or whatever, the Orange Bowl, the Orange Bowl. He's singing the "Purple Rain" in the middle of the rain at a freaking halftime show. Oh, this shit was oh, it was epic. I loved it. I'm a big Prince fan. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, he was cool. I'm not gonna mad at that one. But then Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Bruce Springsteen, The Who, and then finally you get Black Eyed Peas, uh, Usher, and then Slash came out. I remember, but that was like the super poppy Black Eyed Peas, that, that boom, 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 like all that shit. <laughs> yeah, all that shit. Yep, the super poppy one where just like, mm, I don't know, man. And we get Madonna the year after, and she brought out a ton of people. LMFAO was there. Damn, I forget. Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo. This is crazy. Beyonce did one in the Superdome. Not going to be mad at that one. Uh, yeah, Bruno. Bruno did good. That was a few years back. 
Mm, Katy Perry. Yeah, so it's getting a little bit different. Coldplay. Uh, Gaga. Timberlake. Some of these I didn't even watch. I remember Justin, he brought the the Prince hologram out in Minneapolis. Prince didn't like that. Probably didn't like that shit from the grave. He's rolling his eyes, rolling in the grave right now. Uh, yeah, Maroon 5, man. I don't know, man. All the rappers and everybody's all pissed off, obviously. I mean, even R&B artists and shit from Atlanta. Atlanta's got a deep musical history from the, the 90s onward. Uh, even longer than that, but or like the one that I, the ones that I care about, the '90s onward. Man, they could have so many dope artists. They're gonna talk about Migos, Future, Dog. We could have been the, could have been the fucking litest halftime performance of all time. But nah, they gotta play the 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 easy card. The they had to avoid the cool shit from happening. They'll probably find a way to bring in, bring out one of those hometown rappers, Ludacris or something stupid. Not stupid, but something that's just like not what it could be. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll go to college football for a second, man. And it's it's uh it's not good news. It's that whole Urban Meyer controversy. I saw the a bit of pieces of the interview that he did, and it's just like. The dude just like just got off pretty easy, man. I think he got a slap on the wrist, and he's just talking about being contrite and all this stuff, man. But I don't. I think he knew what he did, and I think he ultimately probably feels guilty. But just that yeah, dude played his poker face and his cards right on the interview, and yeah, he's just his story keeps changing back and forth in terms of what he's accepted and what he hasn't accepted, and and all this shit. And it's just it's getting crazy, man. It's getting crazy. Um. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel right. It's just obviously he's the the most decorated college football coach around. I would have considered a more serious ban, like or suspension from him, to be a little bit more fair. It just would seem like. Ohio State was just rolling through the schedule with a bunch of cupcakes and all that stuff in the beginning. Or not as t- difficult, you know, competition. And so it didn't really matter as much if he wasn't there than in other parts of the season, I would say. But, you know, that's the, you know, NCAA's decision. And they don't want to poo-poo on, like, one of their premier teams and premier coaches. Because, man, the Buckeyes are an institution, man. And it's like, you know, proving to see, you know, like what ends up winning out at the end, man. Money moves a lot. Uh, means a lot. Moves a lot. So, that's college sports for you, man. And we're also talking about, like, uh, sexual assault controversies that's ongoing right now. How about this report from the Dallas Mavericks that uh, came out a couple of days ago? I think it was, like, a 74-page report that... Uh, NBA released and it was uh, has some details in that were, you know not very good it was uh, reported I believe you know 15 different people different uh, women I think were reported to have uh, been assaulted in some way or fashion by different employees from the Dallas Mavericks I think in particular there was three individuals 
I know one of them was like one of the presidents real high up at the company, which is, uh, you know, constantly harassing the women in different ways. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, um, not looking so hot, man, for them. It's just uh, not the, not a good look at all. Not a good look. They, uh, yeah, man, I think this whole thing happened over 20 years and everything like that. But the thing, crazy thing about the report is nothing implicated Mark Cuban in particular, like, at all. Not one thing. And so I think it's one of the reasons why Cuban has got himself, you know, pretty lax uh, punishment for being the head of the snake in terms of the head of his company, per se. I mean, not the head of snake of the problem, but you know what I'm saying. Possibly could be. We, I don't know. I'm not, I don't work there. So I don't want to speak on that. I'm speaking on what's been reported. So, yeah, it's not good. Another dude I remember reading about was a uh, a um, like sideline reporter or beat reporter. He was a beat reporter for the Mavericks, and he had apparently like assaulted his girlfriend or wife at the time like, on multiple occasions, and was brought in, and it wasn't disciplined. I think uh, he stayed on with the team until like another incident happened, and then he finally was fired. But it was still like an indication of just like. It was like a freaking really malicious. I remember. I don't. I, I don't remember the exact details, but I, I remember it wasn't. It wasn't something light or contra. Like you know, like you can kind of argue. It was just like, oh shit! Like everyone should be saying, like that's fucked up, <laughs> you know. So I mean, Cuban is. I think he said he was gonna donate like seven to ten million dollars to a bunch of different causes and stuff like that. And it just it feels like the way they presented it, it just did. Seems like he's getting off the hook. If they would have like assorted it to being a fine for him for that amount of money, I think it would have had a better public perception for people who like want to be satisfied for seeing him like, you know, take a fall in a certain stance. But in this regards, it what it does is it makes the appearance of trying to save face, but at the same time it kind of shows your intentions of what, you know, ultimately you're trying to downplay this issue. And so even though it ended up, you know, they're presenting it as him being like trying to be charitable and like be, you know, uh, open, open minded or just, you know, have like an, uh, you know, have uh, open heart and what everything to like, uh, you know, become better for, you know, people who be, you know, are victims of situations such as that, that has happened under his watch. I mean, it still happened under his watch, too. So it just seems like some people I would understand if they felt that it was a little disingenuous, but especially from a guy who's presented himself as like, uh, you know, well put together person, know it all. And somebody who's real successful, it just seems, it just, I don't know. It just seemed a little tone deaf and it just wasn't, the punishment was extremely light in my opinion. I think he should have got at least somewhat of a, uh, um, suspension or like, uh, you know, banned from team activities for a certain amount of time a few months or something like that he can't go to team meeting or league meetings and stuff like that he's got to send another representative uh in his place but it's, yeah it's just not even that so who knows we do know the nba is a partner with uh espn and abc and we do know abc is also a producer or like the um home where his show shark tank which is 
bringing them crazy ratings is uh, shown on the network. So it might behoove them to keep him unsullied as much as possible through this controversy. So I understand that there's some possible political connections in that regard, kind of that way. So there's there's some strings might be pulling and um, they want to present this story in a certain way for certain reasons. So, you know, that might have played an impact i don't even know if it really did or how much it might have but in my mind i'm thinking you know just only human nature and just logic you would think you would think man you would think so i guess that's my whole two cents on the whole whole issue it's it's kind of it's kind of really layered there's a lot to you could really dig deep into it's just account you know for a guy who just seems so so much you know you know like uh the mob for success it's like man how can you have something just so so negligent man it happens like on multiple occasions it's just at the same time when you have people that are like that they're just they're so busy and they have so many they're pulling so many strings that a lot of times they're not in the nitty-gritty so they can't see that stuff but they can definitely you know do the research and dig get down to the bottom of things so here's that there's that it's just it's a real unfortunate it's just feel really bad for the people who were just victimized and it really just ruins the uh reputation for them and then for you know working for uh, you know maybe other franchises and stuff too it's just i don't know it doesn't seem doesn't seem like the best all right moving the fuck along so we'll get into some more controversy in a second this time in the world of NBA basketball but first I gotta stop and give my thanks and give my appreciation and dar gracias para ver la carrera de una leyenda un, el mejor jugador latino entre toda la historia de la NBA the best NBA player from Latin American country in NBA history, Emmanuel Manu Ginobili, retired recently, and he finally spoke to the media to talk about it, and figured I brought it, bring it up, because I forgot to mention it uh, when he announced it initially, but yeah, man, he was, a, you know, a legend, dog, he was so good, I think people underrate how good he was, and how many things he was able to do, and how selfless he really was coming off the bench didn't want shots necessarily always looking to create for others get in the passing lane playing tough defense always giving 100 percent effort and playing injured playing through injuries dunking on fools when he was younger to still jamming a little bit when he was older nailing threes i mean he won the spurs a playoff game this last year on this like last legs pretty much literally figuratively all that all the above you know, the man from Argentina won a gold medal against Team USA in the 2004 Athens Olympics. Part of that gold generation for Argentina of players that came up around the same time. Man, he's a legendary career. He won four championships with the Spurs. Hmm. Just the the longevity, six man of the of the year. He's gonna be Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, yeah, dude, 
Manu Janos bleed, I used to call him because that dude would be because they're scrappy and would just get his nose all bloodied and somebody would elbow him because he'd be going there playing defense, getting rebounds and stuff. He just was fearless, man. He just the way he glided on the court and was able to break down defenses was just, he had the quickness but not speed. So he was very herky jerky and change of motion. Understood, but he had very good body control. Understood, like uh, you know, spatial awareness of where to go in the lane, where to make passes. Oh man, he was just saucy, man. He made some ridiculous no look passes just behind the back. He had some between dudes' legs. He nutmegged fools. Like it was, oh man, he was he was really nice. I think as a lefty too, it's just an advantage that you have out there naturally, just because people are not necessarily used to. Seeing a, a left-handed, they're playing a left-handed dude. They're used to playing righties for the most part, so it's something to get used to. And it's just, uh, man, it was just it was it was fun to watch. And even though he was on the Spurs, and Spurs were battling a sack for a minute there, and kind of passed him, and lapped him, and lapped him again and again and again. And I get it, I get it, I get it. But just as like an impartial basketball fan, man, that dude was was crazy. And I think I took some from his game. In terms of how I drove to the hoop and finished with both hands and certain stuff like that. When I was younger, I used to try to, you know, be be the crafty like him a little bit. Good passing and stuff like that. Just having an understanding of being able to give what your team needs on that day. And he was able to do that more times than not. But yeah, we'll get into some fucking crazy shit right now. We'll get into the, the fucking uh, shit show of the week, which is even crazy because they're topping the Steelers and their shit. The NBA season is like about a month away. I think we're less than a month away from the start. And shit is going down in Minnesota. It is hot out there. And I'm not talking temperature-wise because y'all know that shit would be cold as fuck. But, man, Tom Thibodeau, GM and head coach of the team, flew out to Los Angeles to talk to Jimmy Butler, which were reports where he was not feeling the team. Uh, was like upset so he flew out there to try to squash the beef and just like you know make amends that shit ended up turning for the worse and like even worse than that butler releases a demand for uh the team to trade him he releases a team a list of three teams that he would be willing to accept the trade to or that he would uh prefer i should say because he doesn't have no trade clause brooklyn nets new york nets L.A. Clippers. Those are the the teams on the list. And he comes out and says he doesn't want to play. Or, you know, doesn't want to play for the team. Andrew Wiggins' older brother is up on Twitter. Tweets, hallelujah, with some emojis. The prayer emojis, hands in the air emojis, or whatever. And... He sees it. He does a workout video in L.A. of him running up a hill. He gets to the top of the hill, puts his hands up and screams, Hallelujah, keep that same energy. <laughs> He's yelling at him. And it it stems where it stems from some beef that he was having with Wiggins on the team earlier in the year and last season and how that's uh, he, he was having some gripes with him Apparently not giving 100% effort all the time and not putting it all out there on the court. And Jim, if you know Jimmy Butler, he's the opposite of that. He's a dude that 100% of the time is going to fucking 
He's a dog, man. He's going to come after it. And if you're not in that fight with him, giving the same, he's going to let you know, hey, man, step your shit up, bro. This shit, this shit is uh, not acceptable. Um, that shit's crazy. Oh, man. <sighs> this shit's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, dude, it's... Uh, it's fucking Dramaville going on over there, man. So it's just like Andrew Wiggins talking shit. And it's like apparently the, the reports were that he was upset at Cap, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Cat. Uh, but not to the same extent. He was upset at him because he felt like he didn't give 100% either. But he felt like he gave more than what Wiggins was doing. So he was like, trade me. I don't want to be a part of this team no more. So it's uh yeah, not the best look. Not the best look at all for him in the squad. So we'll uh we'll see how that falls down. But Jimmy Butler wants to trade. Tom Dibbett still stuck in the past, man, trying to make this the freaking two thousand twelve Chicago Bulls like Ah, it's ridiculous, man. He can't win games that way. Cannot win games that way. So, um, we'll see where he ends up. I would not be surprised if he ends up at another team that's not one of those three teams. A lot of people were saying, because kind of like how Kawhi Leonard also had that happen to him. And I understand his reasoning for those places. I think he, the a lot of people were speculating he wants us to play with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's going to be a free agent upcoming uh, after this next season. Or two seasons. This next season, he's a free agent. And... Yeah, I think the he, New York is his like number one destination because he's from the area. So he's uh, I think the Knicks would be number one, but then I don't I don't think the Knicks would would be a uh, you know kind of the other other second option. And man, he's uh, I think Butler. What he wants to do is he wants to be the guy to team up with somebody else or be like uh, somebody that would help dictate the landscape of the NBA. That's why he, the Lakers aren't on that list, even though he put the Clippers on there. Because, if he, I mean, it's going to be LeBron's decision-making and his team, pretty much. All there in the Lakers, and that's deservedly so. But at the same time, it's you go to the Clippers, and that's kind of more of a blank slate, blank slate there. Moving on past the Chris Paul and the Blake Griffin era that they had recently. And they got pieces to move and all that stuff, too, if they really wanted to put it together. But... Yeah, initially, the T-Wolves were saying he was not going to be traded. He's not on the market. And then I think earlier today, the the owner basically said, yeah, we're, we're, he's on the market. We're going to trade him. <laughs> so was, this is crazy. This is all developed like within a week or two. Like in two weeks, it's just like this shit is just like really blown up and blown out of proportion. But what's really interesting and the really juicy details is what I was reading about is that Carl um, Anthony Towns is pissed off at Butler because allegedly he was sleeping with Towns's ex-girlfriend and there did people did some social media digging and looked into it a little bit more apparently there was a um um called um uh, this model, I guess, lives in Italy. This chick that he that he uh, um, was going out with at the time, 
Jimmy Butler posted a picture on Instagram in Italy a few months ago. And then at the same time, Carl Anthony Towns is tweeting all these subtweets of just like him and his emotions about talking about. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It was like loyalty or some shit. Follow me on Twitter. I posted that shit. At Puro Caballero. We're going to shout out TYT Sports because they broke it down a little bit uh, for me because I didn't know the exact details. But yeah, man. Um, this was crazy. It was like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? Um, yeah, that shit was wild. That shit was wild as fuck. But anyway, yeah. Uh, they, uh, what was I saying? I'm getting fucking sidetracked like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, so apparently he was sleeping with his girl, right? And so that was part of it. And I think it might have happened earlier in the season. They did a, they showed a stat, too, which I had seen before, too, that uh, Butler had only assisted on, like, two or three total baskets from, like, Carl Anthony Towns in the last, like, couple months of the season. Like, that's freaking crazy. Just that low. It's like, man, there's got to be something there. Really gotta be something there. So that team is gonna be changing. They're gonna blow that shit up. And I think Carl Anthony Towns told the team he didn't want Butler there either. So they're trying to smooth things over because Thibs obviously uh Thibodeau has a relationship with them from back when they played in Chicago and all that stuff. But I think Thibodeau, he doesn't run rub people all the way the right way. He's not a player's coach at all. He's a he's a he's a hard ass for sure. And I think Butler can get online with that as long as everybody's on the same page, but not, not everybody's on the same page there. So I think he was just like, fuck it, man. I'm trying to do my own shit. He's a 29. It's kind of, you know, prime of his career is kind of dwindling a little bit. He's only got, you know, one kind of big contract left to kind of really do it. Most people would assume some players can extend that window a little bit longer. Some, they're already done by that point, so... He's had a pretty good career at this point, so we'll see what ends up happening. Where he ends up going. Uh, let me see. The other thing to bring up, too, is just that freaking Steven Jackson was, was coming at freaking Wiggins, dog. Oh, man. They were going back and forth against each other, man, on the socials. I'm with Steven Jackson on this one, though, dog. Like... He came correct against him. He said, him, keep that same energy. Oh, man. He was kind of shitting on him for letting his brother run his mouth pretty much and not reprimanding his brother and all that shit. Who knows what happened? Who knows what the fuck was real? So, that, anyway, that shit's crazy. Let's see what happens. Anyway, we'll move on. Another big news in the world of basketball. LeBron James. And his production company, uh, I got to get the details. I got to get the details. This shit is pretty wild. Pretty fucking wild. Um, Yeah, man. They're basically, I'm just going to tell you, they're making Space Jam 2. They're making Space Jam 2, bro. They're making Space Jam 2. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Who's going to be on the Monsters? Who's going to be on the Monsters? Bron's going to be in it. That's going to be wild. Hopefully, MJ will make an appearance. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Ryan Coogler is going to be the director. I'm hyped for anything Coogler touches, man. Fruitville Station. We've got Creed. We've got Black Panther. 
that's three ridiculously great movies that I enjoyed. And Coogler is at the helm of all three of them. So he's going to be leading. Um, and that's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, shoot. So they're going to put it together. And uh, yeah, man. Let's see what else they have. What's the name of his... Uh, Oh, Spring Hill Entertainment. That's where it, that's what it's called. So they uh they're going to do it, man. They're going to do it. I'm uh, I'm excited. That was a uh legendary movie for its time and what it did. <laughs> Brought uh, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan together. That was pretty dope. As a little kid, I loved it. I had a, a VHS uh tape cassette they used to play over and over and over and over again. And so I used to watch that shit all the time. It was amazing. Space Jam 2. Who's going to be in it? Dude, that's what's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's see. Who do they think should be in Space Jam 2? Who would be good? Dude, there were so many like cameos in the last one. It was really good. These are the Banana Boat crew is going to be in that. <laughs> Oh, shoot. We'll see who they uh, pick up as the Monstars. That'd be exciting. We might have to... Do, I'm going to have to do a breakdown in terms of who... I'm going to have to like bring somebody in and we have to talk this through. Who would be the dopest Monstars out there? I think in... At the front, probably Anthony Davis would be a good candidate. I'm thinking... Mm, maybe Donovan Mitchell would be a good one. Mm, I guess there's your guard. They usually have some like freakish athletic like you know guys. Maybe Joel Embiid. That'd be crazy. Um, hmm. Who else? Who else? Who else could be in there? KD maybe. Yeah, that that wouldn't be too bad. Mm, who else seems like a crazy freak guy? Rudy Gobert. Seems pretty unreal. I'm trying to think of some uh, some wing players that are. Oh, Giannis. What am I? Th what am I thinking? Of course, Giannis has to be a fucking monster. He has to. He has to, man. He, if you would think that'd be pretty funny, the scenes that like him without his powers type shit. That shit would be pretty dope, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Him just like struggling with the English, like yo, I I I, I can't hold on to the ball. <laughs> This is my horrible like accent. <laughs> like Nigerian Greek accent or whatever. Or wherever his family whatever country he's from is his family's from in Africa. Uh <laughs> so immigrated to Europe. Anyway, yeah, that's uh that's ongoing. I'm excited for that. Ryan Coogler is a good director. And yeah, man, we get this we get Bugs Bunny, Taz, Lola Bunny, uh Tweety Bird. Elmer Fudd, Foghorn Leghorn, um, Sylvester, the, the the cat or whatever, uh, Pepe Le Pew. We got a lot of characters, man, to work with. A lot of freaking characters to work with. Man, I remember when I was little, I had a jersey that was a Taz jersey, the monster, the Looney Tunes one. That was pretty dope, man. I was like a little kid. It's a little tiny one, like tiny, tiny little one, but that was pretty insane. 
Anyway, we'll move on to the world of soccer, though. El mundo del fútbol. UCL, the wait for Champions League is ongoing. Started up. We got the group stages up and running, and shit is getting real in the field, dude. Real in the field. We're going to break down some of these score lines for you. Biggest score line that happened this weekend. The most premier uh uh called? Uh no, I don't want the results. Let's see. The most premier matchup that happened. Liverpool and PSG. Two heavyweights in their group. Finished with the 3-2 scoreline, Liverpool and Anfield. And this was an exciting match. Back and forth, Liverpool just pressing. PSG trying to outdo it with just the pure talent. And they couldn't do it, man. I didn't want to get a chance to watch the game. I got to see bits and pieces of it. And I got to see some highlights. But, man, I got to see some extended highlights. Ooh, oof. Liverpool's pressing, man. Liverpool was giving their all, and they were just out there uh, setting offside traps for PSG. They were trying to play them over the top, and Mbappe was off a lot. Neymar was just trying to press forward, not track it back. They played Di Maria out there, and he was just not giving any kind of presence that they needed um, in the midfield, really. So that was very surprising to see. But, yeah, Liverpool, they... It's like what they do, man. They just bring it. Rockstar football. Freaking Jurgen Klopp is just wants him to go, 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 go. They started Danny Sturge in forward. He got a goal. He bagged the goal in them uh, for them, uh, which was you know a good sight to see for them because he had some really highs of highs the last few years. But in, a few years ago, he's had injuries though in the recent seasons. So good to see him back fit, healthy out there on the field. It's good to see. And it's just, what a luxury to have Bobby Firmino freaking come off the bench for you, score a winner. Uh, <laughs> that was insane. Gave a nice little move. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, he's, that dude's got the freaking whitest veneers in all of uh, Europe right now. But, whew, man, you can't can't blame the dude for fucking scoring and bagging them goals. That dude is saucy, man. That dude has some fucking skills to him. Let's see what happened. Inter Milan upset in Tottenham 2-1. to one. I think there was a, a Icardi scored a freaking ridiculous looking goal in that one. Barcelona 4 nothing over PSV Eindhoven. Um, sad to see that uh, Chucky Lozano didn't get on the board. He, he had some chances, was creating for some other people. I saw some, some clips, but Barcelona is really fucking tough, man. Even though they got red carded, I think it was uh, Umtiti had a not good one. Not a good uh, challenge. Just grab the guy. I think he got a second yellow. Dortmund. Uh, Club Bruges. Uh, they they win one nothing. Pulisic got the goal, which is nice. Good to see. That dude's just stepping into his own now. That's like the formula for success for some of these guys. They got to leave uh, U.S. and go to play in Europe. And then they can actually be in that environment when they're growing up. And then take that and you know blossom with it so i think that's what uh pulisic is doing right now let's see shock on porto they drew atletico got a win 2-1 over monaco in uh in 
I would say France, but they're their own like independent shit kind of thing. But they're still in the French league, so all right. Uh, I think they're like a tax haven and all that shit. Uh, some connection between some of the players, Falcao, in particular, play for both teams. He is uh, back on Madrid. Yeah, Madrid got a, a win, two one. Let's see. Napoli, Red Star Belgrade, tied. Yeah, Napoli, I don't know. Not looking so hot there with the... Uh, the hell is their manager? Um, manager. There we go. Oh, Ancelotti. I've seen him before. It's because he's was, he was manager of Real. Couldn't think of his name. Carlo. Uh, yeah, Galatasaray 3 nothing over local Moscow. Let's see. Ajax over Pantinokos. Oh, yeah. Valencia lost 2 nothing to Juventus. But the big story in that one was Cristiano Ronaldo had a red card. Straight red early in the match. Like, half hour into it, really. It was a scenario where he had, like, come up and, like, touched the dude in the face or whatever. Intentionally or not. The guy, like tried to simulate the fouls how they say it he was flopping basically he was trying to get the call and fell to the ground i was holding his face ronaldo got pissed off that he was doing that so he like kind of pushed the guy a little bit on the ground like kind of just touched his head and just was like like man like get it up you motherfucker type shit even though he's the one that kind of started the whole scenario and yeah the refs looked over and they got him uh red carded which was like gonna be tragic. He was crying, man. He was gonna be tragic because it's gonna, it comes with a two match ban, three match ban, I think, two match ban, and he was gonna miss the return to Old Trafford, man. That was the first time he's he gets back there for a while. Uh, first time is with Juve. You know, go back playing Man U because they're in the same group, but they rescinded one game from it i think so it's only it's it's only going to be a one game suspension so he'll go he'll be able to go back and play they'll still be able to sell tickets and all that so all the tickets were in the broth they'll sell advertising ready cuz people will still be able to tune in that's what i'm going to say but yeah anyway juve they kind of got bailed out they got two goals off of uh two penalties really and so yeah, they got bailed out by Valencia for sure. The refs a little bit that, you know, after getting red carded, I guess, so to kind of give it back to them. Like, okay, okay, we gotta make sure you guys advance here, whatever it is. But Juve, man, they're I like them. I root for them. They're good. Um, Madrid, man, they handed Roma three nothing whooping. Madrid looks really good still too, and that's pretty crazy. They have a crazy lineup, man. Uh, what's his name? Asensio almost scored like the, one of the, the freaking flashiest goals ever. He almost did a no look. He almost scored a no look goal. He had the ball, did a spin in between two defenders, kicked the ball in front of him in the box, was one on one with the goalkeeper, and was looking left and was kicking the ball with his right foot right to the right corner. And if it wasn't for the goalkeeper sticking his foot out at the last second, he would have scored that shit, and it would have been all over Sports Center everywhere. It would have been gift up, memed up everywhere. But instead. It was a what if. But, yeah, there's some some nice goals in there. Mariano Diaz, man, coming off the bench for them. Woo! Rocking the seven, not giving a fuck that it was Ronaldo's number. It's like, yo, I'm doing me. He came in and hit a fucking crazy shot on the off from coming in, cutting in from the left side of the field. Oh, man, with his right foot. 
Oof, right into the corner. It was nasty. Mm, 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 Yeah, so Madrid is still really fucking good. This just in. I mean, still got Gareth Bell, Benzema, uh, Asensio. Um, who am I missing? Um, uh, like I said, Diaz. They still got uh, Cruz in the midfield. Still got Luka Modric, one of the best players in the world in the midfield. Man, they got talent. Uh, who the hell am I? Real Madrid roster. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody really good. Uh, let's see. Uh, obviously Benzema Isco. That's the dude I was fucking name I couldn't think of. This dude looks like my old friend Kyle Isco. There. The craziest thing I think about them is, oh yeah, Casamiro came back and played in that game. That's so, so crazy. The craziest fucking thing about Real Madrid is they have two number one goalkeepers right now, in Thibaut Courtois and Kaylor Navas. And it's like, I don't even know, like, why? And they're rotating them, and it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's like extremely spoiled, man. The fact that they have two dudes who... Teams would just like fucking die to have one of them. It's crazy. They had the winning, uh, the goalkeeper who won the award for best goalkeeper in the Champions League last season. And he's going to get, he, he, there's another dude who's arguably as good, if not better, than him. And they bring him in to challenge him for the season. It's like, who's, what, the, what the fuck? What are the team? What are the team besides Real Madrid would do? Would even consider trying to do something like that? That is just so outlandish and so out there. That's like, it's so crazy. But they're so good, they can just keep it rolling, man. They just got the Galacticos and they keep it churning out, man. This is insane. So Madrid, they're just, they're rolling. They're rolling again, and they're gonna be a force, I think, in this tournament for sure. See Bayern beat Benfica two nothing. Uh, Pilsen and Shishka Moscow two um, two. Lyon upset Man City. That was a big upset. Pep was serving a ban from berating the official last season when they got uh, trounced by Liverpool. Man, Lyon. Oof 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 oof. They they came out. They did work, scored a couple goals, man. And, yeah, Man City, they're, they're one of those teams that uh, is trying to compete for this Champions uh, Champions League. They've, they've won some titles, but they haven't competed in the European, um, the ultimate European tournament competition. So we'll see how that gets going. Who else we got? We got Man U and Young Boys. Man U got a nice 3-0 victory there. Pogba scored. That was good to see. And, yeah, Young Boys into the best competition. But we'll see what kind of Man U squad will we'll continue into that uh, into the tournament because they've had a lot of question marks with Jose Mourinho at the helm. A lot of uh, speculation as to how long he would stay. I know I think we've talked about it before and all that. Yeah, we'll move on. Moving on to the fight world. Talk about a little MMA. We got... A fight coming up that's gonna be pretty damn exciting, man. I'm fucking hyped. We got McGregor versus Khabib. 
that is gonna be fucking crazy. UFC 229, October 6th. That's gonna be in a couple weeks. That's in like two weeks, bro. Two fucking weeks. T-Mobile Arena. That shit gonna be crazy. That shit gonna be crazy. Man. Um, phew. Damn. Damn, 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 damn. Can't Connor knock this fucker out? Can't Khabib manhandle this motherfucker and just ground and pound the shit out of him? It's like basically stylistic matchup. 26-0 Khabib. Connor 21 and 3 having not fought in a long time. Last time you saw him, he was boxing Floyd Mayweather or rabbit punching Floyd Mayweather in the back of the head and basically getting gassed in the tenth round. Uh by a defensive fighter <laughs> and had a TKO. So Khabib, we've all we've seen of him is just pretty much dominate. Sands maybe the last fight, which he dominated less so, but showed showed a few more holes against Al Aikinta. The thing about Aikinta is he's a last-minute replacement for Tony Ferguson, who I think it says Tony Ferguson's a co-main event on this fight, but we'll see, man. Uh, Ferg is playing, fighting against Anthony Pettis, and that's going to be no walk in the park, man. Pettis is legit. Pettis is legit, but, man, yeah, the main main card, Khabib, Connor, that is going to be a barn burner. That's going to have a lot of eyes tuned in, and... Yours truly will definitely be watching somewhere, somehow. Uh, legal, illegal stream, it don't matter. This shit is going to be fucking watched somewhere. I don't care if I have to stream it off my phone. I'm stream shit off my phone in lines to go to fucking venues or to go to a bar, like in bars or like some shit. I've been out and about and just, just said, fuck it, I'm watching it on my phone. I'm doing it. Anyway. Other news that's going on in MMA. John Jones, he got uh, this is finally his suspension was uh, handed down. It was a retroactive suspension for 15 months, so he's got a few more months left. It's going to be October 28th. Actually, like about a little over a month left. October 28th is when he's going to be eligible to fight. Dana White said that we should expect him maybe early 2019. I would like to see him fight Alexander Gustafson. I know most people want to see him. In the in the ring or in the octagon once again, you know, battling it with DC. These dudes had the trilogy already, and I feel it's somewhat like that's kind of past it, or at least we have to see what the hell is going on at the in the fight game because right now DC is the current champ champ for the heavyweight and the light heavyweight. So it's like he's got to fight Brock Lesnar first. Once he fights Brock Lesnar, let's say he beats him, then what you're going to do is like John Jones going to move up to heavyweight, which everyone's expect ex- has it kind of expected him to do at a certain point. Are they going to still keep it at light heavyweight or what's the deal? I feel like if it goes to heavyweight, there might be more of an advantage for DC just because he doesn't have to like, you know, emaciate himself a little bit. You can kind of just let it all hang out and just uh, have that full tank. So, but at the same time, I mean, that might help John too. We don't, we've never seen him. We don't really know how, like how 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 good he can be with more weight on him and everything. So, very interesting things happening in MMA. We'll see. Obviously, a lot of bad blood and all the the um craziness that's ongoing there between him and DC. 
we will see how that goes. And finally, we got to finish it up with some boxing. I got to wrap this shit up. I'm getting kind of later. I told you it was going to be a long-ass one. There's just a lot of shit going on in the sports world, man. I fucking can go into deep detail into all this shit, too. But I'm just kind of skim, trying to skim off the top much. What the fuck am I talking? Why am I fucking pumping myself up like I'm some hot shit? Anyway, what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, boxing, man. They got the heavyweights, man. Heavyweights is on the come up, man. I fucking like it. Finally, after a while, I think we have a finally good little era of heavyweights in the last few se- few years, seasons, few years. Upcoming, man. We got tomorrow. We got Anthony Joshua. He's fighting, uh, fighting early in the day. I think I might watch that shit. <laughs> like at one thirty or something. He is fighting Alexander Povetkin, uh, and. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Joshua is a fucking talent, man. That fight against Klitschko, I still think, was just so, so, so insane. So they're fighting tomorrow. But the big fight that was just announced earlier today, Tyson Fury is going to be fighting Deontay Wilder in December. On December 1st, that's going to be a matchup. There's basically, in my mind, and I think a lot of boxing fans' mind, three heavyweights who are arguably could have the, you know, crown of being the best in the world you know one dude Tyson Fury's had mental issues that's hold that held him back in the past and he's you know retired and he had that he won the belt from Klitschko retired or like was out partying too much and doing crazy shit and was just he, he got super out of shape and everything retired he fought recently got a victory and Deontay Wilder was there in the ring you know sizing him up and everything like that Deontay Wilder, undefeated boxer from uh, Alabama, so American, man, he is fucking amazing. He had a crazy good fight recently, too, against, um, uh, what's his name, Ortiz, Uh, Deontay Wilder Uh, versus Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz, that was a... That was a crazy fight because Ortiz is a freaking, they call him the Cuban boogeyman. Nobody wanted to fight him. He was just, you know, racking up victories left and right and just had, you know, solid, solid, solid record. But, man, that shit just it wasn't enough, man. He just, uh, he took some punches at the end of the fight. Oh, my God. He just, you know, rocked him. It ended up being like a TKO. But Joshua, oh, excuse me. Yeah, not Joshua. Um, Wilder was, uh, was hurt in that fight, man. Wilder had showed his guts and he showed his, his punching power for sure. Oof. And he's a wiry strong dude. He's not a big heavyweight. He's only like 225, right around there, 230. But he's, uh, man, he uses all of it for uh, to get his strength, man. What, uh, what a talent, man. So him and Fury are going to be fighting later. And I'm pretty sure the winner of that fight is going to be fighting Joshua next. Both Wilder and Fury have been calling Joshua out for a long time, uh, for the last few few years. As uh, Joshua's kind of been the golden boy there in uh, in the UK for a while, but for at least for the last since he's fought Klitschko, because like Fury's uh, ascent and then quick descent kind of happened right at the same time as Joshua was really gaining some steam and momentum last year and uh, year before. I can keep saying that shit. Same repeating all that over and over again. Anyway, this shit was crazy, man. That shit would be, uh, that shit would be insane. 
I love it. Boxing looking good. Looks like it's in a better place now. And although they did it announce the Pacquiao Mayweather fight too. I ain't gonna pay for that shit, so it's whatever. I might watch it, but I ain't gonna pay for that shit. Cause uh yeah. Uh strict um uh, you know my uh strict moral guidelines in terms of not giving money to the Mayweathers because they've disappointed me so many times in the past in terms of how the fights have ended up. But yeah, it is what it is. Everyone has their cup of tea. I'm not gonna argue for the record and how good he is, but you know. The other stuff, uh, I have some gripes, but that's life. That's how being a fan. So, anywho, the boxing world looking, guys. So we'll wrap that up there. It's uh, I'm tired. It's late. I'm trying to get up and do some shit tomorrow morning. So, anyway, tonight, right now, Friday, September twenty-first. This has been episode number thirty-seven. Coming to you direct. From the South Bay in the Honeycomb Hideout. Once again, remember tune in on SoundCloud. We on Stitcher. We on Google Play. We on iTunes. And yeah, follow along everywhere. And you can find me on Instagram at Puro Caballero. P U R O C A B A L L E R O for you putos. And Puro Caballero, same thing on Twitter. Yeah, man. Learn Spanish pronunciations, please. Helps the world out. It's crazy. The streets and every all the cities and stuff out here, the way people be saying the names and shit like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll get into it later. That's just that's just the sound shit. Any event, signing off. Hasta luego. Deuces. <laughs>